Hey, I'm Mary Ellen Dance, licensed mental health counselor and owner of Pittsburgh Therapy. I'm on a mission to strip away the stigmas surrounding therapy and mental health and talk about how we can use the culture of self-improvement for our benefit rather than our demise. I used to think I was doing life all wrong, from getting fired from a dream job to advising clients on relationships while I myself was trying to sort through that dumpster fire. But then I realized my imperfections are what made me a good therapist. So join me on a journey not to be perfect, but to be, well, okay-ish. Welcome. Your session has now started. Hello. Happy okay-ish Monday. I hope everyone is having a great day. Normally, I record in the morning, but today I'm recording in the afternoon, and I gotta let you know, it's a, it's a whole different world recording in the afternoon. Oh my goodness gracious. But anyways, whether you're listening to this in the morning or the afternoon, I hope you are feeling okay-ish. So today, I want to talk about the link between physical health and mental health. All right. You may be thinking, oh my gosh, I get it. Be physically healthy, be mentally healthy. This probably isn't going to surprise any of you to hear me say that I get really annoyed when people talk all about physical health and mental health. And I was asking myself, like, why do I get annoyed at that? And I think part of the reason I get annoyed is because oftentimes when people are saying that, they're saying like, okay, physical health is important for your mental health and vice versa. But then that's the end. They're not saying why or what it does or anything like that. So I thought I'd talk about the link today. Okay. So like I said, hopefully we all know that like it's important to be physically healthy and that helps us to be mentally healthy and being mentally healthy helps us to be physically healthy. But like why? There's a lot of reasons why. First of all, mental health disorders often affect us physically. So, for example, if I am screening someone for depression, I'm going to ask about their sleep patterns. I'm going to ask about their eating patterns. Oftentimes, people who are struggling with depression or anxiety are, you know, sleeping more or sleeping less or eating more or they don't have an appetite at all, right? It just changes how we're feeling and what we need and our physiology and all of that. I've talked on the podcast before about stress. I'm sure we can all relate to having like kind of weird sleep patterns when we're stressed. For me, when I'm stressed, I have like, I don't sleep as well. I toss and turn and I also have weird ass dreams. I don't know if anyone else can relate to that. Some people you know, struggle to have an appetite when they're stressed. I personally am opposite of that when I'm stressed. I just want to, you know, eat fried food. So again, we know that this all affects us in that way. But there's also a lot of stuff going on in our brains that's affecting our physical health. So for example, when we're stressed out, and not just stressed out, but depression can trigger this, any type grief can trigger it, our autonomic nervous system is heightened. So our brain is releasing cortisol into our bloodstream. All of these things are meant to like help us and protect us, but they can also hurt us. When we're stressed and we have too much cortisol in our bloodstream, that can build 
cortisol is like sugar. <laughs> it releases sugar into our bloodstream. And so like building up sugar around your heart causes plaque around your heart, which can lead to heart disease. That's not great, right? Another thing that happens when we're stressed or anxious or depressed or lots of these things, our parasympathetic nervous system is repressed. And our parasympathetic nervous system is responsible for relaxation. So it's kind of crazy because like in our brains, what's happening is that our automatic nervous system is like, it's go time, let's go for it. And then our parasympathetic nervous system, the thing that actually calms us down or is in charge of, you know, all the techniques we have to calm us down is literally not working. Hello. This is going to obviously affect our physical health. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, before I go on, I am not a nutritionist. I am not a doctor. I hear lots and lots of stuff about like, I don't, I've never heard this, but like just an example, like, oh, broccoli cures anxiety. I hear lots of random stuff like that. Please, please, please don't trust any of that random stuff. Like broccoli is good for you, but it's not going to cure anxiety. And so I feel like I hear that stuff all the time and I, I get annoyed with talking about it because it's, it's not as simple as that. Again, I am not a nutritionist or a doctor or a dietitian or uh, any of those things. So I would love to hear more from those professionals. But for the purposes of this episode, it's not about one thing. It would be great if it was. It would be great if I could eat broccoli and it would cure me. <laughs> it would be great if I could cut out gluten and, you know, all my problems would go away. But that's not how it works. And you know, I was talking to a friend the other day about this topic, right? About how it's all the gimmicky stuff is frustrating, right? Like not too long ago, they were talking about how anxiety comes from your gut. That's not true. Anxiety comes from chemicals in your brain and those chemicals in your brain communicate with your gut. Absolutely. And back and forth, but like, that's not true. So I was talking with a friend about how all this gimmicky stuff kind of like drives me crazy. And my friend said, well, what's the alternative? You know, having all the magazines on the shelf when you check out at a grocery store, just say, eat well and move your body. And I'm like, but that's what it is. We have to take care of our physical health in order to take care of our mental health and vice versa. I don't know about you, but my physical health affects how I'm feeling mentally. My mental health affects how I'm feeling physically to the point where like, I really, really notice it. If I'm really, really anxious and I am not working on managing my anxiety, then I, my chest hurts. I'm tired all the time. I feel dragging and like lethargic. And sometimes taking care of my mental health is going to solve some of those issues. Or on the flip side of that, if I'm feeling anxious and not taking care of it, maybe taking care of my physical health will. Have I drank any water today? Have I taken a walk? Have I been outside? Have I moved my body? And it's funny because all of this stuff sounds so simple, but we don't do it. I shouldn't say we don't do it because we do do it, but we forget when we need to do it. I know for me, when I'm overwhelmed, when lots of stuff is going on, the number one thing that gets pushed to the bottom of the to-do list is me. I'm sure a lot of us can relate to that. You know, I've talked about how I kind of get annoyed at the term self-care because people use it pretty cavalierly, but we have to take care of ourselves. I think I've said this before, but my dad, when I was a kid, 
this may come as a shock, but I used to throw a lot of fits. I was like very, very dramatic as a child. If my dad were here, he'd say you're still dramatic as an adult. But that's another podcast episode. So I would like throw fits and, you know, be very overdramatic. And, you know, my mom would say, what's going on? Let's talk about your feelings. What's causing this? Da, 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 da. And my dad would say, you need to do one of two things. You need to take a nap or you need to go poop. He'd be like, that's probably why you're feeling emotionally bad is because you're either too tired or you're constipated. And you know what? Like 90% of the time he was right. <laughs> 90% of the time, those things helped. But we forget about it. We totally forget about it. And even sometimes when we don't forget about it, we purposely put it to the side. We purposely say, I can't deal with it right now. I hear this with therapy all the time where people will say, you know, I think therapy is great. I would totally do therapy. I just don't have the time for it. I talk a lot about this when I'm working with people who are going through divorces. Divorce is such a stressful and emotional process. And so often I'm talking to people who are going through divorces who are saying, I don't, I need to do therapy. I recognize I need to do therapy, but like, I just got to get through the divorce first. Well, guess what? If we're not doing therapy in the process, then we're going to be making bad decisions in the divorce. We're going to be feeling awful in the divorce. Like we need to do that in order to move forward. But we put it to the back burner. I know for me, I feel guilty resting. Ugh, it's so awful. I recently read the book, well, a few months ago, I read the book Tired as Fuck by Caroline Dooner. And I really liked it because she talked about how how tired she is and how tired we are like as a society because we're in such a hustle culture. And I feel that like I cannot remember the last time I sat down to watch TV and not do anything else. Right. Maybe I'll have the TV on, but I'm folding laundry and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I'm always thinking about how am I going to be productive? How am I going to be productive? If I'm not being productive, I feel lazy. We're not designed to be productive. We need to rest. A friend of mine had a baby about a week and a half ago. And so this week, I got some snuggle time in with the baby. And the baby is six pounds, 11 ounces right now. So I was snuggling with a six pound, 11 ounce baby. And six pounds, 11 ounces is really, really small. And so, you know, I'm talking to my friend about the cycle of sleep, eat, poop, sleep, eat, poop, and how that's what this baby is doing right now, because that's what babies do. And <laughs> and I said to her, I go, well, she needs to sleep a lot because she's so little. She needs to grow. And it kind of like clicked with me. Yeah, she needs to sleep a lot because it's helping her grow. How are we growing if we're not prioritizing sleeping and eating and pooping like babies do? And cuddling. We need that too. So if you are a person who exercises at a gym every day. If you are a person who, you know, eats super healthy all the time, that's wonderful. That's great. Go for it. But if you are a person who doesn't do those things, you don't have to. But we do need to make sure we're taking care of ourselves. And that means are are we drinking water? Are we eating? And yes, yeah, sometimes we should probably eat some like green stuff because that's good for us, you know, every so often. I've recently been eating a lot more vegetables because I'm on a kick of like meal planning and 
a friend of mine is like a, a very healthy eater. And so I've been getting like lots of ideas from her of like easy, healthy stuff. And so recently I've been eating a lot of vegetables and I told my friend that eats healthy that I'm getting the ideas from. I go, you know, it turns out what they say is right. <laughs> and she goes, what? And I go, I've been eating all these vegetables and I feel a lot better. <laughs> so yeah, apparently vegetables help us feel better. But we need to take care of our bodies. Are we moving? Are we stretching? Are we walking? Are we, oh, I'm, you know, I, I feel this all the time where I'm hunched over in front of my computer. So I need to stand up and I need to stretch and I need to move around. Are we doing that for ourselves? Are we exercising when we want to exercise? And are we saying, you know what, I'm not going to exercise because I'm sore and I'm tired and, you know, my body needs to rest. Our body is actually like a wonderful, wonderful thing because, well, for lots of reasons, but because our bodies give us clues. Our bodies communicate to us, but it is up to us to listen. And I feel like we, uh, well, I'll speak for myself. I get very caught up in like the hustle and bustle and busyness and everything that I often forget to listen to my body. I do. I forget to listen to my body or I ignore it. But I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but when I'm ignoring my body and not listening to my body, then I get sick. Like if I am running myself ragged, my body will say, yeah, no, I'm going to force you to rest. So as much as I get annoyed with the term self-care, that self-care stuff is important. Take a nap, sit outside, go for a walk, go to the gym, eat a big salad, take a bath, what, go for a massage, I don't know, whatever you need to do. And it's really, really important for us to look at our personal ways that our mind and body are communicating with each other. And will we always know? Of course not. But if we give ourselves the time to take a step back and say, okay, I'm really like angry today. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, feeling really stressed. Let me check in with myself. What is my brain? What is my body telling me to do? And how are they communicating with each other and affecting each other? Because that's happening all the time, whether we're aware of it or not. And if we can start to be aware of it, we can start to just take care of ourselves. And it's really important to take care of ourselves because we need you. We need you. So the next time you hear about like the physical health and mental health connection before you roll your eyes, remember this episode because Again, I went into a little detail of what I know about the brain, but I'm sure that a doctor could give you lots more detail on how it all affects each other inside our bodies. But we also feel it. And so I think a way for all of us to make sure we're okay-ish is to check in with ourselves, listen to what our bodies are telling us. That's all we have to do. Thank you so much for being here with me today. If you have ideas for episodes, if you have questions for me, if you're like, can you talk about whatever, send me a message on Instagram. I'm at Mary Ellen Dance, and I always love to hear from you. And I hope you have a great week. And I hope you can listen to your body a little bit, listen to your mind a little bit, because it's telling us really important information. Please follow me wherever you're listening to this podcast and on Instagram at OKishPodcast. 
Also, I would love it if you could rate the podcast and leave a review. The best way to get in contact with me is to go to okayishpodcast.com and submit a comment, question. You can do it anonymously too, which is so great. I will see you guys next Monday. I can't wait.